Welcome back to the show. It's We Are Live. Chris Denman, Travis Terrell, and Dr. Ed Minieko of Hillside Animal Hospital and for Dogs on Film. Hit it, Gardner. Dr. Ed. Dr. Ed. The good doctor is in. Nice. Dr. Ed, welcome back to the show, you old dog. You, What's going on? <laughs> yeah, old. You got the first part right. <laughs> I said old. I said old. It's a term of endearment. Oh, okay. Uh, guys, check out hillsideanimalhospital.net for more information on where you can take your pets for all their needs. Excited to be here, Travis. I'm sure Sean and Gardner worked very hard on a... Uh, Did Sean a, leave the house for this? No. no I'm about to say, that's, that's, that. this is not Sean's type of weather. We recorded yeah. on Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, so... His wife was even there. Oh, dear. So we had some fun. It okay. Was, Sounds like some swinger shit, but okay. No, he actually picked me up from the office that day. In, uh, Sean drove? How is it riding with Sean in a vehicle? It's fine. It's fine. He had his wife's car. He didn't have his car. Where is he like a, a go-kart? Well, there's like a bag <laughs> over the window. would you think he'd like a Mario Kart thing? Because <laughs> yeah. one of his windows got shot out oh. uh, <laughs> when he was working one day. <laughs> Right after he got a window replaced so his car could pass that, inspection. Is that surprising to you guys yeah. that, that his window got shut out? No. no. But I don't want to talk to him. Then it'll happen to me. <laughs> but I feel like there's a story, but I feel like the story isn't really about the window being shot out. It's about Sean kidnapping the president's daughter. No. And I feel yeah. like it just turns into a whole other ordeal. Sean getting a bad batch of cocaine. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, oh, man, you met my friend Walter White. You know Walter White, don't you? So if, he got a bad case of blue. If you said that to Sean... A bad batch of cocaine, he would say, oh, yeah, most certainly. In this town, you can't get any good stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the thing with Sean. Sean is the human version of Pandora's box. Mm. You don't want to open it, literally. Because we have. Boy, boy, have we ever. Yeah, you go to your hometown for, like, um, a festival or something. You know the people don't ask, like, open-ended, how you been questions. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I don't have 12 minutes to listen to everybody. Sean reminds me of the, you guys remember the show Taxi at all? Yeah. Yeah, Reverend Jim. Yeah, okay, there was an episode (laughs) where they, somebody gave them some cocaine lace brownies, you know, and it was pretty funny watching everybody react to it, and and Jim walks in, he takes a bite, and he just says, uh, cocaine, 79, after the rains. (laughs) 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 Kind of what I think about with Sean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's quite accurate. I'm going to tell him that one. He, he'll appreciate that. He certainly will. Uh, you know what I appreciate? Uh, people that are the best at what they do. Dr. Ed's the best vet on you this are, show. man. And we didn't get a chance yeah. to do this on Monday. But thank you for your service. Thank oh you for what you have done to the pets. Ever. Happy belated Day. Vets Day, sir. Yeah. I did get a card once on Veterans Day. <laughs> <laughs> I did from a nephew. Like a serious one? A serious, serious card, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. He was very did young you at the time. Did you just own this nephew? No, oh, okay. no, he was very young. He just, you know, he twenty three. He'd been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> One time, when my daughter was uh, very young, we're riding around in the car, and she's in the back seat, and she pipes up, and she said, "Dad, do you make a pretty good living?" And I'm, I looked at my wife, and I'm, I wonder where this is going. I Uh-oh. said, "Yeah, yeah, I do. Why?" She says, well, I keep seeing these people all around and, they, and all these signs that say homeless vets, and I'm just worried about you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. worldly level of cuteness and awareness. That's a woke, beautiful yeah, baby. That is certainly it. How do you answer that? She's worried about doctor. herself then, too, at that point. <laughs> That's yeah. an interesting question. Self-preservation I've, question. And yeah. I've always wondered. I don't, I, I don't want to say I've asked my parents a similar question when I was a kid. How oh, do parents do. prepare 
for that question because it sounds like obviously that came out of the blue but how do you honestly answer that question when your child asks uh i mean we kind of explained you know yeah that we're, we're actually doing don't okay. talk about it yeah <laughs> so, yeah it. that's kind of how we grew up it was like, hey, hey, hey adult folks business yeah roll up your lexus window and just be quiet <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> dr ed threw a wad of hundred dollar bills at her he said if you ask another stupid question <laughs> i head to the back of the yacht uh, just like Dr. Ed's the best at his profession, uh, Cardinals manager Mike Schilt named NL Manager of the Year. Anybody surprised at this? A little bit. I thought maybe... Uh, I thought Council would get it. I thought Dave Martinez was going to definitely oh, get did, it. Well, yeah, it, after the fact. That made I mean, sense. The guy, but then again, they were kind of favorites. They got out to a slow start, and then they just turned it on at the end of May. But yeah, this is really dope. This is good for Mike Schilt. This is great for the Cardinal organization. A special year removed from firing Mike Matheny. You want a manager. You hope the next decision that you make, replacing the guy that uh, that while successful uh, was very polarizing. It was a weird year. He was a very polarizing manager, so to speak. So you want to replace him with someone that's good. And Mike Schultz has shown that he is very good. And, and it feels even better that – he was brought up through the Cardinals organization. He kind of cut his teeth on every level. And for him to to, done, to do what he did this past season and to be rewarded for it, that's really cool. I think so, too. And I think it, uh, it kind of speaks to like, okay, hey, we can enjoy this guy. I like the way he reacted to things. I like the way... Like the Randy Rosarina live streaming his his he handled that very thing. well. He handled that that very showed well. me so much it about did. him. That was amazing how he handled that. And you just look at that and you go... Oh, wait a second. Okay. But, yeah, I would say it was a strange season. NL Central champs eh, kind of backed into it. Now, man, Oh, no, they didn't back into that. The Cardinals, well, the Cardinals, they, they, did, they, though. They, though, they went out and they swept the Cubs, and they held their Do own. You know, they they barely, barely won the NL Central. I went up against a Milwaukee team that if it, I mean, Christian Yelich and the Milwaukee Brewers is one of the hottest teams throughout baseball all year, and the Cardinals were chasing down the Brewers and the Cubs a good part of the season. And, look, he didn't. Look, a lot of guys finally stepped up, certainly. That helped. And But you got to what he did with that rotation, uh, how he handled Wainwright. Excuse me. Um, but just the, I, just, I, I thought Schultz deserved it, and I don't think the Cardinals backed into the NL Central. Those, those are two very good teams that they beat to win the, the Central Division, and they beat a very good Atlanta team in the NLDS, too. And they just ran against, they ran up against a buzzsaw that happened to go on to become the world champions to the Washington Nationals. So, I don't I know. I, I thought what he did this year and how the Cardinals performed as a person who was very negative about this team going into also the beginning of the year, but throughout most of the year, I was impressed how he pulled it together. I'll take. I think Cardinals fans should be proud of that. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it, it's just, just what you run into. I think with the voting, you know, obviously it, you voted you voted at the end of the year. Martinez is a shoe in, but yeah, you know, you can't do that obviously because whoever wins is right going to be the favorite. And I think Martinez also. I mean, he. <laughs> Max Scherzer, Strasburg, Patrick Corbin. Yeah. Probably the best rotation in baseball, uh, short of the, the, the Astros at the time. Um, he had a lot going for him as well. And, and again, I wouldn't have been upset at Dave Martinez at one, but I think it's cool. It's another feather in, in the cap for Mo, especially. Uh, this guy had to cut ties with one of his boys, and Mike Matheny. And so to, to be rewarded with that, with a, a great job from Mike Schilt. And I think that's and that says a lot about the work he put in and what the rest of the league thinks of him for him to be able to win that award. Because there were some very well-deserved managers. You can look uh, down in Atlanta, like I said, Dave Martinez. There are a lot of managers who, who put together a solid season. So for Schilt to beat them out is pretty impressive. I 
don't know. Sure. I'm, I'm kind of less less inclined to give Mo any credit. I mean, yeah, I have to. Gardner's gonna make me. Or he just rubs it in my face. What about Magic Johnson? He wouldn't have done that. I mean, he's had so many losing seasons. <laughs> being in charge of this organization. Oh, oh, none, none. Okay. Sorry, I mean, I heard that, and I did hear that. I don't know if you heard it with oh, the, the build Dr. away. Oh, Doctor Ed gave me a Rotten Tomatoes yeah. response. Yeah, and then you know, and, I, and, I, and now that he, I, oh, I knew Doctor Ed was going to make that you, face, I thought you were going to go a different way. That's why. Well, I, well, yeah. I'm glad Doctor Ed made that face because Dewitt says something similar in their most recent when they were giving out the extensions, and they were talking about what over the last 20 years they've had what 10 appearances in the NLCS, and they've won X amount of divisions, and. They've only had... Well, in the playoffs, not the NLCS. Right, right. But the fact is, he ran down that laundry list of things that yeah. under not only the Wits tenure, but Moe's tenure, that would illustrate that, you know, all I've done was win here. And I've, I've been... I, I think that's a little bit... Fair. It takes away people being uh, ability to be reactionary, and they get upset by that because then they can't bitch and complain right do away. Do you do you think... <laughs> That do you think me. though? But do you think there has? I get that. I get not saying. I get not replacing him with Magic Johnson. I get that part. But you're telling Don't me. Don't speak rationally. About that. <laughs> Wait. Oh, that's a really oh, wow. hot take right there. What a, what a controlled statement. Yeah. Wow. But to say he doesn't deserve criticism over his tenure. I'm is not kind saying of, okay. you can't criticize. Okay. I'm right. saying he's been one of the most successful people in all of the game, and to ignore that would be. That's Silly. Fair. That's unfa- fair. It would be unfair. No, I agree. So that's all. I can agree. We, can we cr- criticize his bow ties at no, least? We can I absolutely mean. do no, that. No, you know what? Ways. I I asked Ben Fredrickson of the Post if he thought Mo would do a video with me where it would be Mo and I Go shopping? doing a YouTube tutorial on how to tie a bow tie. Oh, that'd be dope. And other various tie knots that he might wear with a regular tie. And Ben Fred was like, yeah, doubtful. So I'm trying to figure out if I can maybe weasel my way in with Mo to say, "Hey, let's do let's do a video like this." You you take pride in the way his sport coat game has been on point the last the two. Sport coat game is pretty nice. I'll Fantastic, give him that. As a, as a brother say. who enjoys the occasional sport coat. And by the way, I watched yeah, nice. I watched the sit down interview he did uh, with Martin Kilcoin of the Two Fox the other day. What a treat! I had to text Martin. And Charlie Marlowe right away because I'm watching. I started laughing out loud. I'm laying in bed watching this, and Martin reversed it on Mo and did a having said that back to him. Oh wow! That's normally Mo's line is that having is. said that. And then what did Mo do? He like, cannot compute. Cannot compute. I was like, did I just hear that right? And I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. Having said that, well done, sir. And let's well get done. Let's, I know he's a busy guy, but let's get Martin's ass in the in the studio as well. Well, it'd be it'd be tough because he's on at ten. Is he on at ten? Right at ten? Yeah. Well, okay. The joy of uh, having our own studio is we can the magic of pre-recording. Ooh. Or maybe we can come to him. Tell him we can come to him. Why are they doing a live spot at a Snooks Isle somewhere in O'Fallon? <laughs> Right. <laughs> We're live. If you're going to be at Culinaria down the street, we'll pop in. <laughs> We're live. Like, guys, at... <laughs> stop Facebook living our radio broadcast. This uh-huh. is weird. Piggybacking on your content. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how it'll work. Uh, no, I'm I'm excited for Mike Schilt. It's uh, it's you know, it's a nice thing. I think again, we're spoiled, but uh, there's always room for criticism. Well, what what okay. moves do you think they're going to make over there? None. I think they're going to sign some junk relievers. I think you just saw their biggest starting pitcher signing they'll make in the offseason. Be careful Wainwright. what you call junk relievers, though, because some I of those... Agreed, agreed. 
maybe lesser names is a way to look at it. Maybe someone that's junk tier, as in they'll turn them into diamonds. Okay, try that's, to. That's more fair. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I mean, look what Giovanni Gallegos, what he was able to accomplish last year. One of the best relievers in the game. And so, I mean, things like that can happen. And I guess what people don't like is there's a predictive nature to the game, especially right now with analytics. And that's where analytics is really used mm-hmm. by teams. Mm-hmm. It's not even necessarily evaluating what you've done. It's right. trying to predict what you're going to do. And that's where these teams really go at. Other franchises go at it. Is how what what's your secret sauce for predicting what players might accomplish? And the teams are going to lean on that. And that I think they think that can frustrate fans because you know you're getting this guy. Well, why are you saying he's going to do this? There's something that they see that they use within their formulas that sure. makes them believe that, of which they're not going to share with us because. We saw, we've seen how proprietary information can be within these organizations. Well, the Houston analytics is like what, where to put what camera? Exactly. You know, that's their, that's their mm-hmm. I'm glad they're getting their day in the sun. I'm finally I mean, glad right they're, uh, they're shining a light. Astrology. <laughs> What's your side? <laughs> uh, brilliant. I made that. You need to really tell the folks at the post. That's my stash, headline. You should really go work for them. But I, I'm glad. If anything, that that organization's finally getting some light shined on them because we've we've talked about it before, and and no one's excusing felony behavior from Mr. Correa, but the theory has always been he was motivated to do what he ended up doing because he feared that when Lunha left for Houston, he was taking proper important information. <laughs> I wasn't even going to. I just I saw the word. Like, come across my face, and I go, nope, not going to even try. Your eyes widened. Because <laughs> uh, you had just said it, and I was like, damn it, that was good, Gartner. But I, I, I think uh, what we see now out of Houston uh, apparently is no surprise. Apparently it's been an open secret. I'm very surprised that in a league that prides itself on the unwritten rules not snitching, that <laughs> I was a bitty, prick, bitty pretty big snitch. For Friars to come out, uh, was on a t- uh, an interview show? No, just on the in the athletic. Ken in the athletic? Thought, yeah, he was posting it yesterday. It was Evan Drellich, I believe. That's Maddie, it. Do you really do you have trouble with the the stealing of the signs or just how they did it? I mean, is it you know I think so how they did sign, it? How they sign did stealing it. is is is, ex- an, is an unspoken accepted until you get caught thing in baseball, right? I think That's using a, the technology to do it is, is a bridge too far. Right, I think right. if you got guys in the outfield sending each other signals and you have to figure out what the well, signal is, that's cameras. one thing. But you're, you're literally you're using cameras. cameras. Did you watch yeah. the clip? No, I did not. Uh, it was, it's I a mean, good You're breakdown. talking, they drop, they drop a sign maybe a second, half a second later, or if, if the pitcher's in his rotation and he's pulling back, by the time his arm's here, you hear it. There's like a metal hit. Shut up. They oh, would do a bang, oh bang. wow. And I that, didn't know it was all that. So, Good no. God. Basically, so they, had a, they, hit a change they had a camera in the outfield. Right. That would look in and peer in. They had a television that was covered for the most part, but just outside the dugout, like in the hallway area. So they would see it, see the sign. And if it was like an off-speed pitch or change-up, they would let them know and someone would go bang, bang. Shut up. And then that would signal to the batter. Oh, yeah. Then that's, that's. So it's how you're, it's how you're doing it. Look, so the, look, the oh, that's draft picks. That's, ca- that's got to be draft picks. The only answer is federal two- prison. The only <laughs> answer is federal prison. I won't hear anything else. Well, that changeup is proprietary information Correct. to that pitcher. The, uh, Trevor, that's, that's, Trevor Bauer, whatever you feel about him, he did. He showed a clip of him grooving a changeup to an Astros player and them 
sending it, and he put the emoji of the uh, of the thing. Really? I mean, he he posted a video of himself throwing the change up, and then the pit just so why the hitter just so absolutely demolished. So it. here's my question: Why now? I mean, this has been a story, or at least it's been in the circle. Someone's on the record. But I'm saying is, why do you think Friars chose now to 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 talk about it? Yeah, like it's I been understood. I I've only seen who, excerpts who, from the column. Who talked about it? Uh, Mike Mike Friars, right? Fires. Fires. I apologize. Who is he? And, uh, he's former pitcher. He used to pitch for the Astros, but he also uh, he pitches now for the Oakland A's. Yeah. Uh, and I guess in the Athletic, he sat down with Ken Rosenthal. I don't know how it came. Evan Drellich. Evan Drellich. I apologize. I'm really screwing that up. But the fact of the matter is, I guess he finally decided to go on the record and expose the Astros for this. And that's they, insane. They I didn't know they were it. doing that, Chris. That's news to me. Oh, that's crazy. watch it. You go. Oh, yeah. if they were doing that, that's draft picks. And nothing will hurt the Astros more <laughs> than taking away those draft picks. That's so I currency say, in today's That game. is currency. So I'd say get rid of their international pool money, oh. and they go after at least the next three years of their draft picks. Oh, wow. No, look. Hey, we I want up here, federal prison. If Correa going to prison for— The Cardinals didn't lose that much. <laughs> Did the Cardinals lose? I Correa lost three like years of his life. life. It's like two that's million dollars. That's Correa, not the Cardinals. Then the Cardinals. Yeah, but he kept his mouth shut, so he's yeah, getting. He's getting, the, he's, he's getting the farm. Correa, somebody. Federal investigations and baseball investigations are separate. But couldn't one argue then that? You can argue anything. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the, that's the point of arguing, Travis. To argue. <laughs> My God. So Correa, like Correa's still been quiet, right? They ain't going to be a book. If, if, if there was ever a time for Correa to send out a mm-hmm meme, now would be He's on Twitter. Oh, yeah. He should, he should absolutely have the Kermit. Oh, somebody get a hold of Correa's account. Hack his account right now. Um, mm. Ironic. I think I know his password. <laughs> that is ironic. <laughs> X-Sign X 1. <laughs> X-Sign 1. 1, 2, 3, 4. Yeah. Uh, real quick, let me remind everybody that St. Louis Counseling Services sponsors our program. Dr. Ed's been a guest on there. Uh, the three of us have. Gardner, when are you going to go on there? And yeah, I really do. No, I don't think there's Unleash a lot. those demons. Well, there's <laughs> not enough time. On yeah. This yeah, that'll cost us. We'll actually have to pay a, them. It might be a series. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Gardner series. St. Louis Counseling Services uh, for you and yours in the St. Louis area seeking counseling help. Dr. Eddie's from Hillside Animal Hospital. He helps out Gateway Pet Guardians. We've been having a blast. We've been bringing the dogs out to the comedy shows sometimes. So, guys, if you're uh, online, you can check it out. Go to Gateway Pet Guardian's Facebook page. There's always fundraisers. There's always ways to help. And uh, Dr. Ed's been a big part of that since the get-go for them. So uh, very proud of his work and uh, what they continue to do. You're going over there after this, right? Yeah, I am. They uh, they just got a big, big, huge donation of um, used veterinary equipment. So I'm going to go over there oh, and help, nice. them, help them sort it out and see what we can use. And, and then obviously we'll filter it out to other organizations too if we can't use it. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, and this time, free. and this time, of year, would you do you guys need more volunteers, more people to help? Considering with the weather and animals being out there, with the weather getting bad, yeah, they do cold outreach. Okay, you know, um, um, I don't know what to look. You know, they just do cold outreach. Right. You know, at certain times, you know, yeah, well, they'll get, do an email blast or a text blast. Okay, and, um, like they donated a bunch of straw a couple weeks ago. That's awesome. Right. You know, they still get out there though and and answer calls from people. That's cool uh, every day. I'll say this, too, and of the dogs that get brought to uh, comedy on Thursday and everything, I'm like, what is going on with it? This is the friendliest dog I've ever met. And they're like, yeah, it was living on the street two weeks ago. Like, these really? aren't, like, this is the thing where I'm just like, these are perfectly great dogs that are literally out on the street and uh, homeless that you can go and get through uh, Gateway Pet Guardians right away. Yeah, they just brought in four puppies that um, someone <gasps> just dumped on a porch and then kind of ran. <sighs> so. God, I... Garner, you need a dog? Hmm. I can't have dogs in my apartment. 
I am I am apartment. seriously debating. Oh, I'm not moving. My Never. mom <laughs> my mom after after Nova passed, she's been very yeah, I'm good on dogs now. She was very attached to Nova, but I really am strongly thinking it. about it getting her, her something for the holiday. It gives her a purpose. I, and know. not only that, I, 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 I'm trying to figure out a way where, you know how moms are. Like, you just have to work. You have to find out their soft spots. And once I figure out, like, where I can go, hey, this won't be that much of a hassle, and you want a dog. Like, that's what I do. But I really would love to be able to come well, over. I, I would and, think you wouldn't want a puppy that she needs to house train. Okay. You want an, uh, you want an acute adult dog that's going to lay there on the couch with her and Okay. Kick know, it. And kick it and chill out and yeah, doesn't and, need and a she bunch. Has, she has to feed right. and then she maybe take out Are there any walk. are there any particular I know this sounds silly cuz it's like I said I is there a breed that I need to keep an eye out for that fits that mold of someone that it won't it won't take a long time to train. They're very good like they're very good it's with being chill and or it's when just, you say it just depends on the dog. Depends yeah. on any dog. Yeah. There's not a yeah. particular yeah. breed that's known for being that I mean, type. Yeah, there are, right? But like, yeah. uh, I would say like of the pit bull mixes you meet that are over there, you've got every type. If you want one that's going to go nonstop for 12 hours, they got them. Yep. If you want the couch potatoes, they got them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In my travels last weekend, um, uh, I, I twice, two weekends in a row, I passed this little town in, in Illinois, you know, mm-hmm. it's called Damiensville. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. I'm thinking, yeah, there's got to be a Rottweiler breeder there, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it was exit 666. Six, six. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, goodness. Well, that's hell out. It's no longer there. staring directly <laughs> at you. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Didn't like that movie or what? Dr. Ed's uh, hmm. Brushes with the Occult. How many uh, dogs Go are on. going to be named Meteor after the incident this past uh, couple of days ago? Fair, yeah. Look, a Meteor. Oh, Quite oh a, few. a shooting star. Hmm. Fireball. Fireball. Oh. It makes me hungover just saying that word. <laughs> you know what doesn't make me hungover, guys? Mm. <laughs> it would be dogs on film. Fire it up, Garzi! <laughs> still paying on that, by the way. Huh? We're still paying for that. Oh, that open? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Fourteen thousand dollars. You're mm-hmm. telling me. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready to play? Ready to play. What do you got on today? film? On film. That's right. Because <laughs> we've run out of dog movies. We come across one every once in a while. From accidentally. Time to time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not on purpose. It's accidentally. Lady and the Tramp, by the way, now on Disney Plus. So maybe that's something we can add later on down the line. We've done Lady and the Tramp. We haven't done the real live version. Oh. It's live action. I forgot that that was a thing. Yes, it's happening. Okay. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> Uh, did they make that? Yes, they did. Okay. Um, so we have movies. We have six movies. We put them in pairs. So three sets of movies. Each set has its own theme this week. And you guys have to guess, one-on-one, which movie has a better score according to the very lauded website Rotten Tomatoes. Um, very credible website, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Very applauded. Right. Uh, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Dr. Ed's like pulling Why don't you out. do a little twist on the, on the game one week and do two movies. And, you know, besides the regular game, t- let us try to figure out what the what your theme was. Ooh. Oh, okay. Mm. Ooh, I Bonus like that. Round. Ooh, I won't yeah. tell you what the themes are. Right. We can do that next week. Oh, nice. You want to do that one, next one week? One thing is like another. Ah, yeah. So we have to guess what the theme is. I like that. That should be like for bonus points. Oh, now we're adding 
Oh, oh yeah, it's getting right, complicated. Right. We're going to have to figure this out then. All right, let's, <laughs> have, like, a, uh? let's have a sit down. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, so you can possibly get three points. You can max out at three points. And if we have any ties with two of you or all three of you, after all the six movies, we have a seventh movie for a tiebreaker okay. that you will have to guess closest to the actual score. Okay. And whoever does that then is declared the winner okay. of Dog on Film. <coughs> and uh, what else we got? Oh, yeah. Throughout, I will let you know if you got the movie right or wrong. I kind of arbitrarily decide who I want to address at those <laughs> moments. <laughs> really know. I've noticed that. Yeah, it's just, yeah, okay, this, we'll go this one. So if I want to tell someone or someones that they're right. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. And if I want to tell them they're wrong. <laughs> you will hear that. Now, also, these movies have descriptions that my friend Sean has read. And uh, it'll kind of help you out if you haven't seen the movie. It might help you out. I can't say that it will help you out for sure. But it might give you a few details to help you out if you haven't seen the movies that we're using. So Sean reads the description. And also, we chit-chat a little bit about life and his past life as well along the way. So, are we ready to play the game? Let's do it, Gartner! All right, your themes. The first one, Travis, you're going to have to help me with. Oh, boy. The theme is, I'm going to go say uh, magical persons of color. Okay, that works. Is the theme. Okay, I like that one. For the first one. The second one is TV news. Okay. TV news. And the third one is Kristen Wiig. Oh, I, love, I love these categories. And the final one, Dr. Ed might not get this reference right away. The, the tiebreaker, it's not direct, but the tiebreaker is Dana Gould. Dana Gould, Gould on the show last week. Yes. Former Simpsons writer. He was mm -hmm. on Seinfeld. It's fantastic. So those are your themes. Are we ready for magical people of color? Uh, magical people sure, of I can color. do that. Okay. Here's your first one. Well, you ready? It's a snowy day. Did you make it to the grocery store? Mm-hmm. Oh. Got the essentials. Bottle of vodka and some Italian wedding soup by Progressive. First <laughs> oh. off, we have Driving oh. Miss Daisy, 1989. <laughs> Drama, comedy, one hour, 40 minutes. Oh. Daisy Wet. Worthen, Jessica Tandy, an elderly Jewish widow living in Atlanta, is determined to maintain her independence. However, when she crashes her car, her son Bully, Dan Aykroyd, arranges for her to have a chauffeur, an African-American driver named Hoke Colburn, Morgan Freeman. Daisy and Hoke's relationship gets off to a rocky start, but they gradually form a close friendship over the years, one that transcends racial, racial prejudices and social conventions. I've seen bits and pieces. Thank you. I don't think I sat through the whole thing. You think I could be an African-American driver named Hoke? I don't think so. Can you be a driver, though? No, well, not legally. <laughs> yeah, I could be a dirty driver. Okay. Oh, There's your first one. Driving Miss Daisy. Also a movie that I have not seen all the way through. Really? It is. Even when I, when I first saw it when I was younger, and I think I saw it back in high school, freshman or sophomore year in high school, I was like, man, this is incredibly uncomfortable to watch. It's like, maybe it's just me, though. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that's incredibly uncomfortable to watch. Okay. Here's your second one. Okay. Ready? What do we have? 
Then we have The Help, 2011 oh. drama, historic, historical period drama, two hours, 27 minutes. In 1960s, Mississippi, Southern Society girl Skeeter, Emma Stone, returns from college with dreams of becoming a writer. She turns her small town on its ear by choosing to interview the black women who have spent their lives taking care of prominent white families. Only Abilene, Viola Davis, the housekeeper of Skeeter's best friend, will talk at first. But as the pair continue the collaboration, more women decide to come forward. And as it turns out, they have quite a lot to say. You got an exercise bike last weekend. Yes, we did. I see you're putting it to good use uh, already. Yes, we have. What I think it was intended for. What are you doing with it? Using it as a coat rack. How many times has it been ridden? Never. Had to have it. Top of the line. Weighs a ton. <laughs> I love how he feels about it. So we have the help uh-huh. versus Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. Oh, man. These are very difficult movies to watch. Not just because I'm black, but I just think they're just <laughs> not quality films. Um, Viola Davis is even on the record like you gotta take a check from time to time and that was a decent check I'm gonna go though I'm gonna have to say Driving Miss Daisy didn't Driving Miss Daisy win an Academy Award? don't know okay I'm going Driving Miss Daisy yeah that me too the help Chris out on the limb with the help <laughs> the help 76 Driving Miss Daisy in 81. 81. I want to say Driving Miss Daisy beat out a very popular movie. That I could be wrong. But either Morgan Freeman Morgan Freeman, or um, Just or the movie won for a big Academy Award. And it's like considered mm-hmm. one of the most con- controversial wins because... The movie is just looked upon. And again, not just it's because... It's an 81 it's, according to Rotten Tomatoes, and that, Travis. And they're pretty woke. They are pretty That's woke. It's a comedy drama, by the way. That's what they reference uh, Driving Miss Daisy as, comedy drama. All right. So, Travis and Dr. Ed have one. Chris has zero after the first round. They won Best Picture. Good God. Well, we don't know what it was going against. <laughs> Let's go to our second pairing. TV News. TV News is the category mm. here. Here's your first one. Good night and good luck. 2005. Drama, docudrama. One hour, 33 minutes. When Senator Joseph McCarthy begins his foolhardy campaign to to root out communists in America, CBS News impresario Edward R. Murrow, David Straitham, Straitham, What's his name? David Straiten decides himself to, to exposing the atrocities being committed by McCarthy's Senate investigation. Murrow is, is supported by a news team that includes longtime friend and producer Fred Friendly, George Clooney. The CBS team does its best to point out the senator's lies and excesses despite pressures from CBS corporate sponsors to desist. That's a pretty good catchphrase, isn't it? Good night. Good luck. Yeah. Better than yours? Mm-hmm. Gotta maybe go I'll, to the bathroom. Maybe I'll steal it. Actually, you have another one that's pretty good. What's that? When someone says, have a good day, Sean. I got other plans. Thanks anyway. That's good. <laughs> it's I my like favorite that. thing you do. I like that. Every time he leaves the bar, have a good day, Sean. I got other plans. Thanks anyway. And he oh just walks through gosh. the door. I like that. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a guy that's becoming an old black man, I need old black man sayings, yeah. and that sounds like a really damn good one. It's a really good oh, one. Okay, I'm also, okay, I see what Sean's doing. I'm just going to appropriate Sean. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Not a, not I never thought people. that would happen yeah, in my I'm life. I'm going to appropriate him and take his pres- I just finished watching Dolomite, and that's kind of how he got started. He just okay. took someone else's act that wasn't using it and made it better. I'm going to tell Sean that he's been appropriate. Yeah, he's been appropriate. Sorry. I've been what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not appropriate at all. The state of Illinois has been doing that to me for years. <laughs> oh, no, not that, Sean. Not that, Sean. 
All right, what is going up against? Okay, good night and good luck going against... Next, we have Network, 1976. Drama, satire, two hours, one minute. <coughs> Watch that first. In this lauded, lauded satire, veteran news anchorman Howard Beale, Peter Finch, discovers that he's being put out to pasture, and he's none too happy about it. After threatening to shoot himself on live television, instead he launches into an angry television rant, which turns out to be a huge ratings boost for the UPS Network. UBS. UBS <laughs> Network. The stunt allows, allows it, ambitious producer Diana Christensen, Faye Dunaway, to develop even more outrageous programming a concept that she takes to unsettling extremes all right he was, he was struggling through extremes. Oh, yeah. he was running out of breath two good two good movies very good movie two very i really good like movies. that uh david strathern he's a very good actor he's, he's been in a, a lot of he's movies. been a lot of very good movies yeah. too yeah he was in um uh, league of their own remember yes he was and he yeah. just recently just finished a stint on billions and he was very good in that as well yeah. Um, these are, I think, yeah, I think these recently just showed up actually on Netflix not too long ago. I just saw Network about a month or two ago. And that was a fine, bizarre movie. Yeah. I am going to go liberal elitist, love, patting themselves in the back. So I'm going to go with good night and good luck. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to, um, Network was really critically acclaimed, but I'm, but I'm going to go with good night, good luck. The only way I can go is network. Chris on a limb. Travis and Dr. His Ed limbs are cold, boy. With good night and good luck, you two. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. It's a close one, Chris. 92 for network. Well, you know what you got to say, don't you? Since you lost that one. 93. This, is, this game's racist? No, no man. I'm, I'm not, not going to take this anymore. Chris, come on, man. Come on. Come on, come on dude. That was a gimme. Travis just Sorry, sucked guys. for the first time. Now all of a sudden he quoted everything. Yeah, that was a layup. <laughs> I don't like being on the other end of Dr. Red's wrath. <laughs> <laughs> good night and good luck in 93. That's a good movie. Network in 92. Ooh. Produced, and it was fi- produced and financed by none other than Mark Cuban. Good night and good luck. Mm-hmm. He was one of the pro- executive producers on the project. Isn't that crazy the Him amount of content that's out there to consume? And like these are huge, highly rated movies, and I don't know, haven't seen either. <laughs> what on Rogan, bro? Okay. <laughs> Fair. He estimated he has forty million people to. Don't don't show. tell me that's you walked 40. into it. You did it. That's my fault. Joe that's my fault. The Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Oh. Forty. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Do you know what a network TV show pulls in? Like James Corden, a couple hundred thousand. That's crazy. That's interesting. They say 40 million people download an episode. Download and watch each episode. That's a lot of damn. That's insane, right? That's a lot of really angry white insults. Okay. Uh (laughs) A lot of guys who want to grow up to be the Joker one day. (laughs) We want to move on to our final pairing. The theme (laughs) is Kristen Wiig. All I got to do is vote with you and we win. Yeah. You know. That's how it is. Should be. Vote with the blacks. You win every time, America. Let that be a lesson. We told y'all Fantasia was good, but y'all didn't want to listen to American Idol. These answers uh, seem awfully affirmative. That's all I'll say. I won't know. Lumping in the Italians with the blacks? Yeah. Well, the whole... That's a whole history of unity. How German of you. Well played. Yeah. All right. Sicily and the Moors. Find them Uh The final pairing... The theme, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, Kristen I love Wiig. her. She's amazing. Remember whenever Wendy McClendon Covey, four years ago yesterday, told us that there's one person holding up a bridesmaid's two. 
Oh, really? She goes, you can do the math on <laughs> who's holding up Bridesmaids <laughs> 2. The rest of us would appreciate the paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just like, this is like the third interview we've ever done, and we just got a scoop, man. Yeah. That was fun. Oh. All right. Well, the person holding up the paycheck is the theme. Here's your first one. Mac <laughs> Gruber. Mac Gruber. 2010. Action romance. One hour, 39 minutes. After his wife, Maya Rudolph, is, was murdered, decorated soldier of fortune, Mac Gruber, Will Forte, turns his back on, on a life of violence. But when her killer, arms dealer Dieter von Kump, Val Kilmer, steals a nuclear warhead, the all-American hero leaps back in action. McGruber assembles a crack team, including a young police lieutenant, Dixon Piper, Ryan Felipe, and old friend Vicky St. Elmo. Kristen Wiig, and with their help, battles to stop his arch nemesis destroying Washington, D.C. Huh, how about that? I like my Rudolph and Kristen Wiig. All right. McGruber, or as Sean called it, Mac Gruber, mm-hmm. is your first one. Here's your second one. Then we have the secret light of the life, the secret life of Walter Mitty, 2013, drama, fantasy, two hours five minutes. Walter Mitty, Ben Stiller, an employee of Life Magazine, spends day after monotonous day developing photos for the publication for the publication to escape the tedium. Walter inhibits a world of exciting daydreams in which he is an undeniable hero. Walter fancies a fellow employee named Kurt Cheryl, Kristen Wiig, and would love to date her, but he feels unworthy. However, he gets a chance to have a real adventure when life's new owners send him on. A mission to obtain the perfect photo for the final print issue. What's your favorite photo in your apartment? I'd have to say Kathy's sister is a photographer, Pulitzer Prize nominated photographer, I might add. And there's a picture on one of the walls of the brook that John Wayne dragged Maureen O'Hara across in uh, The Quiet Man over there in Ireland. Beautiful move. Dun, 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 dun. I thought you were going to pick the one of your dad with Fidel Castro. That's the guy that went the head of North Vietnam. What's the big deal? All right. The Secret Life of Pet Brennan, as he said as well. Okay, we have The Secret Life of Walter Mitty versus MacGruber. How should we handle this? I'll go with Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Okay. Shout out to Lair Dog. He loves that movie. Oh, does he? Loves it. I've never seen it. It seemed the story seems like something I would enjoy. It's not bad. It's not bad, Bobby. It's uh it's that's definitely a trip. It's not bad. I'm gonna go um MacGruber. MacGruber. I haven't seen either one, so this is strictly a guess. Okay. I'm going to go with Walter Mitty. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, dude. It's all good, brother. Dr. Ed and Chris, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Travis with, what's that again? McGruber. McGruber. McGruber! <laughs> is wrong. McGruber, a 48. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, a 51. Dr. Ed, three of three today. Big day for Dr. Ed, Hillside Animal Hospital. You can uh, celebrate by getting uh, your dog spayed or neutered at Hillside. It's, it's a hollow victory because I was stealing science. <laughs> yeah, he had a camera <laughs> set up behind my head. The yeah. Houston way. We'll get uh, the tiebreaker in just a moment. But see, the, you, you brought that up, and this is a point I wanted to make before, is that the reason I have the issue is the technology, because I remember being a bench coach for a Little League team. My manager was Bob Ramsey. Court ordered. And I, uh, in a way. Um, <laughs> oh boy. I'll discuss that later. Mm. Um, but, like, just sitting on the bench, you pick up things. You see things going on on the game. And I was able to figure out randomly. I didn't intend to do it, but I figured out what a bunt sign was for one of the teams we were playing. 
And so what am I supposed to do? Not let my manager know that information? That's a good point. And so then I let him know, and we knew when they were going to bunt, and we knew what to do with the defense then at that point. And it, was benefit, it benefited us. But that was kind of random. It was an intent. I just kind of was able to pick something up, and I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing. But I'm not using a camera or anything like that. That's why I have an issue with how they would do it. Now we know. Okay. Tiebreaker. You ready for the tiebreaker? I said Dana Gould was Ah. inspired this one. So here you go. And now for the tiebreaker. Wolf, 1994. Drama, thriller, two hours, five minutes. After being bitten by a wolf in rural Vermont, aging book editor Will Randall, Jack Nicholson, finds himself full of youthful vigor. Randall then discovers he's been fired and replaced by Stuart Swinton, James Spader, a vicious young uh, executive. As Randall struggles to retain his posi- regain his position, he becomes enthralled with Laura Alden, Michelle Pfeiffer, his former boss's daughter. And as increasingly animal-like urges begin to overwhelm him, Randall worries that he may be a werewolf. And that's that. Kathy what do you need to do? I gotta go to the bathroom. Well, good day. Good luck. Your new one should be, I gotta go to Schnooks and get vodka and soup. <laughs> come on, come on. I gotta go to the bathroom. Sean uh, is a treasure. <laughs> a true treasure. Hmm. All right. If you're guessing closest to the actual score for the Jack Nicholson vehicle, Wolf. Wolf. We don't have the clip of that, do we? Uh, I might be able to grab it. Here. Yeah, we'll find that. Either way, okay. So What's Wolf... the connection with uh, Dana Gould? Dana he, Gould. We got a video clip. Oh. Yeah. Dana Gould. If I don't know if you're going to be able He'll to find it. it. We'll uh, save it. We'll let, let's let him watch the clip. I think it's pretty fantastic. Okay. Uh, I will go for Wolf. I will go twenty-one uh, percent. I'm going to say thirty-eight percent. Forty-one. It's a sixty, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Fresh. Really? Yeah. Wolf. Just wow. barely fresh. Has anybody here seen it? I've no. never seen it. No, yeah, right. I think I've done sound good. I, don't, I think I may have seen like the first 10 minutes and I realized, no, nah, this, ain't, this ain't for your boy. Uh, <laughs> do all we right. have it? I do have the clip. Okay. You're going to have to give me just a second here to get it all set. And I think I got it. All right. This is a clip Dana Gould appeared on the show last Friday and why the movie Wolf was significant to today's game. It was the uh, day of the Bronco chase, the OJ Bronco chase. Gardner, are you listening? Mm-hmm. And, and we're like, he just the, got that's a, he got hard. Oh yeah. when you said okay. the OJ we're in the parking lot of the Cinerama Dome <laughs> in LA, which is now the ArcLight. And uh, they go, should we, should we stay and see how this turns out? And I'm like, guys, he's gonna be dead at some point. We really need to see Wolf with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> 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 Wait a second! <laughs> we really need to go see Wolf with James Spader off. and Jack Nicholson. Ah, he blew off I blew off the Bronco chase. I blew off the Bronco chase. Would you, I mean, at that point, were you aware that you, be, you became a parody of yourself? Yeah, it's true. Shout out to Dana Gould and mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson's Wolf. You said it's a what on um 60%. After being bitten by a wolf in rural Vermont, <laughs> aging book editor Will Randall mean? finds himself full of youthful vigor. Randall then discovers that he's been fired or replaced by Stuart Swinton. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He struggles to regain his position. He becomes enthralled with Michelle Pfeiffer's character, his farmer's boss. Daughter. You're reading Sean's description. Yeah, we just heard I'm it. just saying, I'm just going over this kind of Dr. Ed's confused. <laughs> Are we still playing? <laughs> he worries that he may be a werewolf. Again. That's the tag? He may be a werewolf? Yeah. Okay. Doctor Ed, how many cases of werewolf bites have you dealt with at Hillside Animal Hospital? Um, none. 
Yeah. One of the best werewolf lines in all TV or movies ever is, uh, I shot a werewolf once, and it was... By the time I got to it, it had turned back into my neighbor's dog. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight Schrute, the office. Uh, the best werewolf vet around. Do you know who that would be? Anyone? No? Would you go to a vet or a regular doctor? Yeah. Or did two, peop- two of them have to be in the room? Doctor, do you know a vet that doesn't have pets? Oh, good question. What kind of serial killer would that be? Nothing. Nobody comes to mind. I was that would be weird, right? I was wondering earlier today. You know, or is it take your work home with you? Yeah, a mm. little bit. I mean, you know, I, I I understand it to an extent because, you know, so you, you 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 do it all day long and it's like the you lose the joy of it cuz it's your work. Yeah. If you work if you work at uh if you work at Cracker Barrel, biscuits and gravy aren't going to be your jam all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do understand it, but no, nobody comes to mind. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering if I could trust a vet that didn't have pets. It was just a random thought that crossed my mind. That would be weird. That would be that'd be pretty weird. I think it would be weird, but I don't know that I've ever encountered it or ever heard of Neither it to I. begin I've with. I've never so heard of it either. I'd, it's never really been an issue. It's just, well, that's something that crossed my mind. Well, then again, doctors don't necessarily hoard their patients and keep them in a basement or inside of a cage. No, it's different, so, though. I mean, it's kinda, well, well, some might, though. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You maybe. might want to look into some of the killers that have been around for <laughs> years, Travis. <laughs> Dr. Ed, uh, you're going to be leaving us here in a few weeks to head oh, on oh, over to uh, Hawaii, yes? I am, I am. How when excited are you for this? Very. Yeah, I'm going to... I, I go for two weeks. Uh, it's a really good gig. I mean, they pay really well. I'm, I'm working three days a week. For two weeks, and they were okay with uh, us tagging along to do our podcast yeah, from that there. Cool. That, that was part of the plan, yeah. Yeah, yeah live broadcast. Live broadcast. He's just performing surgery. Finally, I conclude my dream of living on a houseboat. Homeless. That would make Homeless. sense. Homeless. Homeless. No, because it's a houseboat. It's a houseboat, though. Yeah, kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. It's not homeless. If you're living in a houseboat, you're not homeless, right? Yeah, or or do you, are you considered homeless? Well, it's a home. That counts as a home. So okay. I guess technically not home. Yeah, if it was just a boat, it'd be different. But if, if it's a houseboat, no. Now we're talking. So if you're on a, just a regular boat, living on a regular boat, then you are homeless. You could be. Yeah. Okay. I, I wanted to share this with Dr. Ed because he's going to Hawaii soon. And I had the the dumbest hot take ever that no one heard. And I feel like it's important that I share with everyone. I was, uh, uh, my sister and I, we were watching old World War II documentaries. And I think uh, the episode was on Pearl Harbor. And I think towards the end of the episode, I said, <clears throat> and I quote, Hey, man, Japanese went too far. Mm. And I realized in that moment. And you wanted to share that? I wanted to share that just to go. That's the type of hot takes that I provide for others when I'm not on this show. Thank so you. if I go to Pearl Harbor and take the tour, I shouldn't yell that out anymore. You probably, I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, wouldn't. I, people would technically agree with you. But yeah. there was a moment I was like, hey, that is a lovely place to vacate. That is rude, Japanese. Uh-huh. Of all the places you could have, that's not right. But I also learned a lot of that turned out to be luck for both countries. Like, they both got breaks throughout Pearl Harbor that could have devastated oh, one or the other. That's an interesting. Yeah, I thought that was fascinating, thought. nevertheless. Travis Sherrill, everybody. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> no, Japan! No! So, Dr. Ed, you will be back next week. Yes. Okay. Yeah, a few more weeks. I leave on the, the December 1st. <sighs> Travis, we got to get over there. 
We need to make that happen. Mm. Uh, guys, for Dr. Ed, for Max Price, for uh, Chris Gardner, for Travis Joel, for myself, shout out to the world. <laughs> Join us Thursday night. That's tomorrow night. Gastro Pit, 8.30 p.m. Don't forget, it's free comedy Thursday on the Hill. Everybody, you can come out, hang out, have a good time. Will O'Donnell's going to headline this one, and there's barbecue specials uh, starting at 10 o'clock afterwards. So thank you for to uh, everybody for tuning in, and uh, we're back tomorrow live at 8 a.m. See you then. Go America.